welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. This is Season 5, Episode 20 of Kodo Cinema. I mean, I can't believe we are we are at 20 episodes for the fifth season of Kodo Cinema. Otherwise, for the for the for the show as a whole, this is basically episode 144. So we are at 144 episodes of Kodo Cinema as a whole, and I think that is an ama- that is amazing how I how I was able to manage to get to over 140 episodes. I mean, this is episode 144. I mean. Is it isn't this amazing that I got to 144 episodes already for Kodo Cinema? So anyway, um, for for this episode, I'm gonna talk about Top Gun Maverick, and the reason why I want to talk about Top Gun Maverick is because, well, obviously because this we are right around the corner for Fourth of July, and I thought this would be a perfect film topic to talk about for the for this episode of Kodo Cinema. Now, before I break down the film. I just want to give a back. I just want to give you my background on not only Top Gun Maverick but also the first Top Gun film as well. Now, starting off with uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick came out in uh, came out on uh, it came out on May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, which was basically a year ago. I can't believe it's been a year since Top Gun Maverick came out. Now and. And the film was directed by Joseph Kaczynski, and it was written by Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie, from stories by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. Top Gun Maverick is a sequel to the 1986 film Top Gun, and it stars Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Tom Cruise reprises his role as, as Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, who is, who is a uh, fighter pilot or naval aviator. And the film is based on the characters of the original film created by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. The film also stars Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, Glenn Powell, Louis Pullman, Ed Harris, and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer reprises his role as as Iceman. Now in in now the plot of Top Gun Maverick, Maverick confronts his past while training a group of young of younger Top Gun graduates, including the son of his deceased best friend. For a dangerous mission. Now that's the plot of the of the of the film Top Gun Maverick. Now going back to the now going to the original Top Gun, of course the this, the original Top Gun of course the original Top Gun which came out in 1986. The the original the original film follows Pete Maverick, who is who as I mentioned is a fighter pilot and naval aviator. He's aboard the aircraft carrier USS Enterprise. He and his radar intercept officer, Lieutenant Junior Grade Nick Goose Bradshaw, who is played by Anthony Edwards, are given the chance to train at the United States Navy's Fighter Weapons School, otherwise known as Top Gun Maverick. And it takes place at Naval Air Station Miramar in San Diego, California, to which the original film stars Kelly McGillis, Val Kilmer, and Tom Skerritt, who were playing supporting characters? Who were who were, who appeared in supporting roles? Now that's basically the uh, now that's basically a um, little bit of a background from both films. To just just to say, now now just to talk about Top Gun a little bit. I have seen I've seen to- the original Top Gun before, and I will say this: it is a fun film. The, the original Top Gun movie was a lot of fun, although I know a lot of people had mixed thoughts on this film, most notably because in the 1980s, many films that came out in the 1980s were pretty cheesy, to say the least. But at the same time, there were there were fun popcorn films. There were fun there were fun popcorn films. And the original Top Gun movie is that example. But unfortunately over time, the film was very popular prior to prior to its release. And of course it was referenced multiple times throughout pop culture references. And of course, I mean, obviously, obviously, it did have some, had a lot, a lot of fun. It did have a lot of fun moments. Of course, probably some of my favorite moments from that from that film is when uh, Pete, whenever Pete Maverick is flying his air, his uh, his jet towards the air, t- 
towards the air tower. It always uh, causes an earthquake and it literally it knocks a coffee over this one officer who keeps basically drinking it. It's just it's just hilarious. It's like one of my favorite moments just to get a laugh out of. Obviously enough, I can't I can't I can't I can't leave out the one of one of his songs from that film. It, the Danger Zone. That is basically one of the main songs from this film. The, the Danger Zone, which was written by Kenny Loggins, which also appeared in Top Gun Maverick as well. The song was played in Top Gun Maverick as well, so 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 it was nice to have that addition. Although you also have Take My Breath Away, which is basically the love, which is basically the, the love song for um for Pete Maverick and Charlotte Blackwood, and and of course um. Take My Breath Away also won the Academy Award for Best Original Song back in 1986. So that was pretty, pretty nice. And like I said, the film got, and like I said, the film over time is one of the most popular films to come out in the 1980s. Even though if it's a little cheesy, it's still fun. It's a literally a fun film. And also, you two characters are going to Top Gun. I mean, come on. How, how many times have you heard that quote before? before i mean you you definitely hear that quote multiple times from that movie <laughs> so anyway so anyway go, jumping jumping ahead to top gun maverick now top gun maverick that film came out 36 years after the original and it took a while to be made and the sequel for top gun was announced back in 2010 by paramount pictures tom cruise along with producer jerry bruckheimer and director tony scott were asked to return and of course, a um, a a, a draft of the screenplay was written in 2012, but somehow the project was stalled when Tony Scott died in 2012. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tony Scott directed the original Top Gun film. And another another fact is, uh, Tony Tony Scott is the brother to uh, filmmaker Ridley Scott for for those of you who may or may for those of you who may or may not know Tony Scott was actually dedicated in in Top Gun Maverick towards the end of the film and 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 I thought that was a very nice that was a very nice dedication to Tony Scott I like how the the filmmakers were able to dedicate Tony Scott for the second Top Gun movie now of course uh, the film was was later picked up and resumed in 2017 with Joseph Kaczynski hired to direct. Joseph Kaczynski is no stranger to uh, working with Tom Cruise. He worked with Tom Cruise on the Oblivion film that came out in 2013. He also had uh, a few other a few other film credits like Tron Legacy, which came out in the early 2010s. And of course, during principal photography, there were there were actually uh, different cameras used. Most notably, the certified 6k full frame cameras that took place from may 2018 to april 2019 in california washington and maryland and that was actually put inside the planes or the jets i should say which which are basically the fa-18s those cameras are inside the planes the jets and i think that is awesome because the final result of that like you see like the close-up shots the, the close-up shots of the of the of the pi of the faces the pilots who are sitting inside their jets. And I think that is an awesome, that is absolutely awesome. Now, of course, uh, the one of now, of course, principal photography of this film was done. It was initially, initially scheduled to be released on July 12th of 2019, but it was delayed several times due to its complex action sequences. And I think the film speaks for itself because I'm glad they were, I'm glad the film. I'm glad that Tom Cruise and Joseph Kaczynski were able to take their time on this film just to get not only not only get the scenes together, but also the action sequences as well. Those are pretty hard to film, in my personal opinion. Like you gotta literally nail those action sequences because you never know if if they're gonna be uh, practical or even or or even CGI. There's and of course the the end result of that, you barely see any CGI in this movie. It's basically the real deal. Although of course a little bit of visual effects do is involved with this with this movie, but like I said, like you barely see any CGI in this movie. It's basically there. The action is right there. Like they actually filmed the entire action sequences for Top Gun Maverick, which I which is literally awesome. Now of course 
going back to now, of course, one of the other reasons for the delay for the delays is basically the pandemic. During the pandemic, several co streaming companies attempted to purchase the streaming rights to the film from Paramount, but all of the offers were declined on the orders of Tom Cruise, who insisted that the film should be released exclusively in theaters. And I, I don't blame him for that. Like, like, like Tom Cruise and Joseph Kaczynski, like they really made this film for. They really made this film. They and and. He wants this movie to be shown in theaters, not on small screens. Like, this is a high-stakes action film. And seeing it on the big screen, like, can you imagine? Like, that is huge, man. Like, can you imagine what it would feel like if that film was released on streaming service? Like, do you realize how different that the feel would be for that, for that film if it wasn't released in theaters? And you know what? I'm glad it, the film Top Gun Maverick was released in theaters because I actually went to see this with my uh, with my family and my breath was taken away. <laughs> like it was awesome. It was awesome seeing Top Gun Maverick in theaters. And of course, um, and of course, on top of and of course, on top of that, the film was critically acclaimed by by critics and audiences, with many calling it better calling it better than the original. It made it made 1.496 billion dollars at the box office on a budget of 170 to 177 million dollars. That is like that's that is huge, man. It made a billion. It made over a billion dollars. 1.4. It made over 1.4 billion dollars, and that's amazing. It was also nominated for six Academy Awards, and it and it won Best Sound. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, 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 before I break down the film, I, I do, I do want to. I, I have to confess something right here. When I first heard about uh, Top Gun Maverick, I actually had doubts about this film because, and the reason being because, well, do we really need an? Do we really need a sequel to the original Top Gun, which came out in? 1986. I mean, do we really need a sequel? I mean, like, sure, it's been over 30 years, and people are probably wondering, okay, what's what's Pete Maverick been doing throughout throughout his over throughout his time th over 30 years later? What he's been doing over 30 years later? How how are you gonna write that in? Where do you go with the original Top Gun film that came out in 1986? Where do you go with that? Well. Thankfully, I was wrong. I was completely wrong, and I really loved how. Uh, and I, I was complete. I was completely wrong, and it, it, and like I said, that film took my breath away. And, and for what we get, and for what we got in this movie, it, it, it literally says it all. Not only respected the the original source material, but also. Adding in something new to it, so I really like. So I really like what this film did. Okay, so with that being said, now with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna break down the film. So anyway, strap yourselves in because all of you characters are going to listen to my review of Top Gun Maverick. So anyway, as I mentioned, the film is the film picks up basically more, over 30 years later. After after um, after the after the original Top Gun film, you get the opening you get the opening Paramount logo with the, with the electronic music being played in the background by by none other than Harold Faltermeyer, who composed the original Top Gun film. Now the music that you hear in the opening is basically it's basically electronic music, and I really love like the synthesizers that Harold Faltermeyer used. Like you basically hear a percussion synthesizer. And of course, an electronic synthesizer as well. Like it literally adds, like to like it literally adds to the overall feel of this movie. Because back in the day, because back in the day, like back in the day, like the basically both the movie back in the seventies and uh, going into the eighties, like uh, synthes electronic synthesizers were being made, were being made, and they were basically used for a for a lot of musical score for a lot of musical scores and of course the 80s got pretty popular and of course most notably the 1970s going into the 80s got pretty popular with it so it's got a nice little electronic pop feel to it to which the original top gun film had 
And I really love how it was incorporated back into Top Gun Maverick. Now, now of course, now you get now of course, like I said, you get the opening music, the Paramount logo. You get this, you get this nice little um, opening caption describing like describing uh, describing uh, Top Gun, and uh, and I quote. On March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and to assure that the handful of men and women who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Today, the Navy calls it Fighter Weapons School. The Flyers call it Top Gun. And of course, with that opening caption, it leads up to the film's title, which is basically Top Gun. But this time around, what's being added in is Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Of course, we get to see the uh, we get to see we get to see the Navy the, we get to see the Navy ship, which actually shows all which actually shows the pilots um, boarding their plant boarding the jets while also lining up the jets, and and then you also get the, the get the credits rolling you get the credits rolling in. Showing, showing all the actors' name, showing all the actors' names, and then on top of that, you get uh, the Danger Zone being played in the background by Kenny Loggins, which is a very nice, which is a very nice callback to the original Top Gun film, because the original Top Gun film also opened up with the jet, with the jets, the Navy, the Navy ship, the fire pilots going inside the jets, flying off, flying off, flying off into the air. And of course, you get the other other uh, other workers who are working in the Navy helping out as well. So I really love the callback to. I really love the callback to it. So now, as I mentioned, uh, Top Gun Maverick takes place more than thirty years later, and we see, and we see, we see United States Navy Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, who is based, who went from a naval a aviator or fighter pilot, who is now a test pilot. And he's basically living in a in an old, uh, I believe it's an old military shed, in somewhere in the somewhere some somewhere in the in the Mojave Desert of some sort, and um, he's fixing up a plane, which is basically his P fifty one must his P fifty one Mustang, which is basically is an American long range single seat fighter and fighter bomber that was used during World War Two. And the Korean War as well, so that's what Pete Maverick's that's what Pete Maverick's been working on, and and of course this and of course Tom Cruise returns to play Maverick, and despite many achievements, repeated insubordination has kept him from flag rank. His friend and former Top Gun rival Admiral Tom Iceman Kaczynski, who is played by Val Kilmer, is now commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet. And he often protects Maverick. And then, of course, uh, Rear Admiral Chester Hammerkane plans to cancel Maverick's hypersonic Dark Star scramjet program in favor of funding drones. Now, Hammer is being played by Ed Harris in the, in in this movie, and I thought I, I thought the, the casting choice was was very good. And in fact, I love many of the casting choices as well, like. Like obviously, come on, you can't go wrong with Tom Cruise in this movie. I mean, Tom Cruise owns this role. Playing him, playing, playing Maverick, like Maverick is not only a naval, a naval or a naval aviator or a fighter pilot, but he's he's a pretty cocky pilot too. He's very cocky too, <laughs> and and of course, Tom Cruise brings in the fun and charm of this character, man. Okay, so so then um. So so basically, Maverick d disobeys uh, Hammer's um, ha Hammer's uh, he disobeys Hammer's orders and decides to fly the Dark Star Mac Mac Nine uh, Mac Nine jet, which is basically a very which is basically a supersonic jet, a very a, a huge supersonic jet jet by the way. Now, of course, uh, Maverick keeps disobeying orders, which is basically insubordination. And he flies this prototype up. He flies this prototype, and he is being told not to go over Mach 10. So, and if he does go over Mach 10, it, it basically basically gets destroyed. And of course, <laughs> Maverick disobeys his order, and 
By the way, also to mention this too, like when Hammer shows up to the air to to the to the base, he stands out in front of the he stands out in front of the airfield right next to what looks to be a which looks to be a very small building right next to him. Like Maverick flies this huge this huge jet, this huge hypersonic dark star skip scramjet over Hammer and it causes this huge earthquake which actually lifts the top which actually lifts the the roof of this building up pretty high and it comes back down. And by the way, that was an actual that was an actual shot that they used. That was an actual shot. That was not visual effects. That was the real deal. This was the real deal, you see, and that that's one of the probably the and I believe that and I believe in my opinion that is actually the best shot that I've seen in that movie where um Maverick flies this jet over um ham over hammer who is standing next to a build to a small building where the roof comes off from that rumble and earthquake in my opinion is actually the best shot in this movie in my personal opinion so anyway anyway just to move forward maverick destroys the jet because he he goes over mac 10 and ends up somewhere in I believe he ends up somewhere in California or maybe Colorado. I am not really sure to be honest because it's never mentioned where he ended up because he he because he did end up going inside a diner and <laughs> gets a huge glass of water because he has he's basically wondering where he is after a whole after he destroyed the jet. But of course, it cuts back to um, Maverick going back to base talking to Hammer and knowing the fact that yeah maverick has disobeyed orders multiple times and he was about to um like he was about to ground maverick until iceman saves maverick's career by assigning him to the top gun school at, uh, at which is basically at north which is basically at miramar for his next assignment but um but of, but of course before um maverick leaves Hammer tells Maverick that the era of crewed fighter aircraft will soon be over. Will soon be over. The end is inevitable, Maverick. And of course, and of course, right before T Tom Cruise leaves, he says, "Maybe so, sir, but not for me." This actually meant. This actually meant something. Now, uh, maybe the last part that I mentioned. The last part I mentioned. I mean, it was probably something a little something different. But if you remember this, remember this quote. That Tom Cruise said to uh, Ed Harris before he leaves, um, he's basically telling him that like, like, like Ed Harris's character Hammer says like the end is coming. But of course Tom Cruise, but of course Maverick Tom Cruise's character says like, you may think that, but I don't. Okay, so moving, so moving forward, so moving forward, uh, Tom Cruise arrives. Uh, so anyway, Tom Cruise he heads back to Top Gun. And while he's walking in, we get to see a picture of uh, of Iceman. Like, we get to see a picture of Iceman as basically commander, who is basically the commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet. And then, of course, he talks with, he talks, he has a conversation with Vice Admiral Bo Cyclone Simpson about, um, about, the, mis about the mission. Now, um, Cyclone is being played by John Hamm. And, um, and and of course they discuss about they discuss about a mi they discuss about the mission and the mission is basically the navy is being tasked to 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 destroy an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant which is located in an underground bank in, in an underground bunker at the end of a canyon and before it becomes operational it is defended by surface to air missiles gps jammers and fifth generation su57 fighters as well as older F-14 Tomcats. Maverick devises a plan employing two pairs of F-A-18EF Super Hornets armed with laser-guided bombs, but instead of participating in the strike, he is to train an elite group of Top Gun graduates assembled by Cyclone himself. And of course, and of course, um, and of course, Cyclone reveals like the list of different cadet of uh, the list of different cadets. Most notably, and of course, and of course, he he sees um, 
he recognizes one of the of the of the cadet of the cadets on the list, which is which is basically Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Now, of course, um, Maverick recognizes the last name because Maverick he has a buddy named Nick Goose Bradshaw. So basically, Bradley Rooster Bradshaw is the son to Nick Goose Bradshaw. Now, Bradley Rooster Bradshaw or Rooster, I should say, is played by Miles Teller. And this gets this really gets uh, some flashbacks going for Maverick because Ma because um, because Goose was killed in, was was killed in an accident was killed in an accident like 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 Goose was killed was killed while he was flying with Maverick even though it was it was ruled out as an ax it was ruled out as an accident but Rooster some but, but Rooster is basically mad at Maverick knowing the fact that like. But like he believe like he believed that he that Maverick killed he still he's like Rooster is mad that he was mad about the passing of his father. And of course, uh, Maverick's trying to be uh, protective, knowing the fact like like he knows that the kid is not ready. He's worried that he'll lose he'll he'll lose the son he'll that he'll lose Rooster. Kinda like how kinda like how Maverick lost Goose in the first film, because in the first Top Gun film Goose dies in the first Top Gun after a after an accident after an accident. I believe I don't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was like a it was like a malfunction. But I do remember it was Goose who was trying to eject. He hits his head on the on the door. He hits his head on top of the glass of the glass ceiling. You know, like the glass like the glass door that 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 literally uh, closes on that closes the jet. Like like Goose hits his head. On that door, and he and he dies, and of course dies while parachuting as well. So that's that's really rough, and like Maverick's worried about it. So and so later on in the movie, Maverick goes to hangs out at a bar. He he texts uh, Iceman to let him know that like he knows that the kid is not ready. He knows that Rooster is not ready, but but of course he of course um, of course Iceman's like nobody's ready. And I mean, to be fair, that's pretty honest. Like, hey, I mean, I mean, who's ready for anything? Like, who's ready for anything? Like, these new cadets, they haven't learned anything yet. So, so of course they're not ready. But of, but also they have to learn what they also have to learn what what they're gonna have to deal with while while going on this mission. So they're basically so basically you're gonna have they're they're the pilot the new fighter pilots or cadets are gonna have to learn about this. And and then of course like. Uh, Maverick tells text Iceman in a text saying like you could have warned me, and then Iceman says back, "Would you have would would you have would you have come to this mission?" Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. I mean, would you take this assignment if you didn't? Wait, would you take this assignment even if you were warned about knowing the fact that you that the even though that your best friend's son that your best friend's son whose father died in the crash, like, and you still have flashbacks about it, like, yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't he warn him about that? I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, to be honest, like, it is a surprise to Maverick, too, because Maverick is still coping with the loss of it, even though it wasn't his fault, it was ruled out as an accident. Like, like, I'm actually surprised Iceman actually brought this up, in a text message, I should say. And of course, um, and of course, uh, we got a surprise uh, character come in, and that and that is Penny Benjamin. And Penny Benjamin is being played by Jennifer Connelly in this. In, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Jennifer Con and Penny Benjamin is being played by Jennifer Connelly. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Penny Benjamin was actually mentioned in the first Top Gun film as a name dropped, like. Like if you go back to the to the beginning of the movie of the first Top Gun film where uh, Maverick is talking to one of the admirals, <laughs> like Maverick, like that uh, that uh, that James Tolkien played James Tolkien, uh, Back to the Future, Mister Strickland, Mister Strickland, James Tolkien, who plays the ad one of the admirals in the first Top Gun film, like he tells him about like Maverick's history of high speed. Of high speed action, air control towers, and one admiral's daughter, and then, and then of course, um, um, 
Deuce name drops uh, the name Penny Benjamin. And before Tom Cruise or Maverick, I should say, before Maverick could say anything, he was like, uh. <laughs> but, but the Admiral cuts them off. So, yeah, you actually, you actually do hear the name Penny Benjamin. Like, it was a name drop, even though it was a name drop, but I'm actually surprised that they were able to bring in Penny Benjamin, the character Penny Benjamin, that, you know, Tom Cruise, um, um, to know that um, Pete Maverick was Pete Maverick, because Pete Maverick and uh, Penny Benjamin were basically riding a, uh, basically an F-18, an F-18 jet. They were basically having a joyride in an F-18 uh, jet. They were basically having a droid ride inside an FA-18 jet, and I'm pretty sure the rest was history. Like something did went down between those two, and and of course an, another little fun fact: if you listen very closely during the scene during the conversation between uh, Maverick and uh, Penny Benjamin, uh, there the the song "Just Dance," which was actually the song "Just Dance" that that was that was uh, being being played by David Bowie. It's actually a little bit of an Easter egg too, because for those of you who don't know, um, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly they were in fantasy film called Labyrinth, to which uh, David Bowie played uh, Jared the Jared the Goblin King, and of course, and 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 it also starred Jennifer Connelly as one of the main leads, and of course, what was being played in the background, which is basically Just Dance, that was being played by David Bowie. Is actually a nice little Easter egg, knowing the fact that, knowing the fact that Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie they were actually in a movie together, which actually came, which Labyrinth came out in 1986, the same year the original Top Gun film came out. So that was a nice, um, so that was a nice little Easter egg for those who may or may not know. So later on, they were have later on, uh, Penny Benjamin and. Maverick were having a, a conversation, knowing the fact that what what, knowing the fact that they were basically you know because their past they were talking about their past, knowing the fact that that Maverick did this, Maverick did that, and then of course Maverick's just trying to say, well, I think this will be different now. Although Penny Bed Penny Benjamin doesn't believe that, <laughs> so so then so basically so then um. <laughs> So then, um, Maverick, obviously Maverick's flirting with Penny, which actually leads up to a very funny moment where she rings this bell at the bar, at the bar table, and everybody starts cheering, but what we find out, like, the reason why she rung that bell is, be is basically because Maverick was basically disrespecting her, disrespecting the Navy, and basically has, like, the cellular, has the bar's cellular bar on his phone, and he did all three of that. Which means he has to buy around for everybody in this bar, <laughs> and it's actually very funny because there's a, there's an actual sign that is actually out there that was actually there. Like you do see the sign during that scene during that scene after she rang the bell, and I thought that was pretty funny, which does leads up to um, leads up to the moments where we see all the cadets coming in, like we we get to see different cadets coming in, like we we see um. We see Robert Bob Floyd being played by Louis Pullman, Jake Hangman, Jake Hangman Sarissen being played by Glenn Powell, and then uh, Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix Trace being played by Monica Barbaro, and then, and then, and then, and then of course we also get to see we also get to see other cadets as well, such as uh, Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch, uh, being played by Jay Ellis. Lieutenant Mickey Fan Mickey Fanboy Garcia being played by Danny Ramirez, and then uh, Lieutenant Lieutenant JV Coyote Machado being played by Greg Tarzan Davis, and then we even get other cadets such as Fritz Yale, Harvard Omaha, and Hey and Halo. On top of that, we even get to see Lieutenant. We we even get to see. Um, Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Brashaw, who, 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 as I mentioned, is being played by Miles Teller, and uh, that is actually and and seeing Miles Teller as the son of playing the son of um, of, of 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 Nick Goose Bradshaw, like he almost looks like he almost looks like Goose, 
Although the only, you know, although the only, although the only difference is, is that Miles Teller has the mustache. Just to be, just to be honest with you, he has the mustache. Like he really, he really, he really looks like Goose. In, in, in that, in that, if you know what I'm saying, like you kind of see the similar connection to it. If you know what I'm saying, just to let you know. So anyway, all the, all the cadets were basically having, you know, normal conversation inside the bar, and of course, Hangman being a bit of a bit of a show off <laughs> i mean he's a bit of a show off acting some he's acting like you know this basically basically you know like you know like this cocky guy kind of like how maverick is like hangman's beast basically being like a cocky like a cocky dude it's kind of similar to what um iceman iceman was in the first top gun film so there's a little bit of that cocky attitude right there i mean of course and, and, and of course you know um uh, Hangman and Rooster are buddy head, butting heads with each other, but not, but not physically. But if you know what I'm saying, but if you know, but you probably know what I'm saying. So then later, so then later on, so then later on, um, so then later on, uh, um, so then later on, uh, Tom Cruise um, doesn't have, uh, so later on, Maverick doesn't have enough money to pay, uh, to pay the, uh, to pay, uh, to pay all the rounds, which actually leads to, uh. Which actually leads to Penny Benjamin ringing the bell once more, which is basically overboard. And I don't know what that really means inside the bar, but I'm I'm going to assume. Well, I'm going to assume is basically uh, he. I'm basically going to assume that's basically uh, you know he's being kicked out of the bar for not paying all the drinks. Or on the other hand, he's broke. Basically, uh, basically, like basically. Um, Maverick is bro- Maverick is a bit Maverick is broke. He doesn't have enough money to pay for all the rounds that he owes for everybody, and he gets tossed out of the bar in a in a in a in a, in a, in a funny way because all the cadets, all the new cadets, like just basically they did this arm throw and and literally tossed him out of the bar, and then Hangman is basically out there saying, "Thanks for the beers. Come back anytime." <laughs> it's so funny, man. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, come on, knowing the fact that, you know, um, Maverick just saw his uh, ex-girlfriend for the first time in forever, saw his ex-girlfriend for the first time in forever, uh, and it, even though, even though, um, even though uh, Charlotte's is not in this movie, by the way, Kelly, McGill- Kelly McGillis is not in this movie, by the way, even though we do see a few flashbacks for it, but, but Kelly McGillis is not in this movie, by the way, which, which I don't know the reason behind it, but but I think at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is, in my personal opinion. But seeing Tom, Cru- seeing Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly in this movie is actually pretty cool. I actually like them both in this movie. I actually like Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly in this movie. So then, before Maverick uh, leaves the scene, he hears a uh, rooster playing "Great Balls of Fire," which uh, brings up the flashbacks of of Maverick and Goose having a having having a fun time, which also brings up great great balls of fire because both Maverick and Goose were singing Great Balls of Fire like at the bar at the bar. And this was when Rooster was a young kid at the time. And um and of course Rooster's mom was still around was was still around. Like Rooster's mom also passed away Rooster's mom also passed away too, just to just to throw it out just to let you all know as well. So then later on, um, Ma- so then later later on the next day, Maverick, Maverick comes in to be the teacher that he is, and and his first lesson is basically a dogfight. That he actually goes into he he and his students are go- are going into a dogfight, and his students are pretty skeptical about this, and prevails, and of course, um, and of course they make a de- they made a deal that if Maverick, and they make a deal if anybody loses they do 200 push-ups they do 200 push-ups to which to which maverick accepts so anyway so anyway maverick prevails in every contest winning the their respect so basically the 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 cadets were able to get his respect and and of course uh (laughs) between you get the lieutenants hangman and rooster are they basically they're basically they basically obviously basically clash because Rooster dis- dislikes Hangman's ca- Hangman's attitude while Hangman criticized Rooster's cautious flying because 
knowing the fact that, as I mentioned, uh, Rooster is the son of Go is the son of Goose because Goose, as I mentioned, died in the first film in 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 this accident that Maverick was in, and then and then of course and then of course and then of course um, and then of course we got another scene with Maverick and Penny later on, so like he reunites with Penny just to pay off just to pay off the debts for the, all the rounds, which he did. And they even go on this yacht, and they were able to go on this yacht. So basically, Maverick is learning how to how to how to sail a yacht. So which was actually pretty fun too. And then and then which I which is actually pretty fun. I really like. There's there's multiple there's other scenes with Maverick and uh, with Maverick and Penny Benjamin, and I actually like those scenes. Those scenes are pretty pretty nice. And I love that moment, knowing the fact that knowing the fact there's they're they're re they're reconnecting. They're reconnecting a little more. So basically, this is like um, this is basically rebuilding a friendship a little bit, I should say. So then, so then, um, so then later, so then of course later on we get other trainings. Later, so then we get other scenes between uh, Rooster and Maverick, knowing the fact that Rooster, that knowing the fact that, um, knowing knowing the fact that Maverick is worried. For Rooster, because it was revealed later on, because it was revealed later on that Rooster's mom, that Rooster's mo dying mother, would not like Rooster's mom made a promise to Maverick that Rooster would not become a pilot, and Rooster was unaware of the promise, and he's mad at Maverick for dropping his Naval Academy application, impeding his military career, and blames Maverick for his father's death. Now. Now, like I said, Maverick is is still traumatized by the whole, by the whole thing, by the whole thing. Because, like I said, Goose died in the first film, and Rooster blames Maverick, even though it wasn't Maverick's fault. So, what's the point of that? Like, this is a little nitpick, by the way. Like, like why is Rooster mad at Maverick, knowing the fact that it wasn't Maverick's fault? It was a complete accident. Like. Like what's the point of that? Like I I don't understand. Like I I don't understand that to be to be honest. Like and root and like and like why like why didn't why didn't um Rooster's mom say stuff say something too? I mean like say something too not after that. Like why didn't Rooster's mom said said that too? Or even before or even before she died I should say. Why didn't Rooster's mom say anything before? before um before she died why didn't she say anything like i don't really understand like it's like rooster just bowed out it's like like why didn't like why didn't anybody say something before before that like i, I really don't understand the 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 context of that part like i think that's like the only nitpick that i have with this mo with this moment knowing the fact that rooster just found out that he can't become a he can't become a pilot got dropped from his uh got dropped from this academy like that's probably my own that's that's that's, that's like my only nitpick that i have it for this for that's my only nitpick that i have for this um for this moment but anyway but I, anyway anyway later on later on in the mo later on in the movie um maverick visits uh iceman for the for, for the first time in person and i didn't catch and, and then i didn't catch on to this before but but we only get one scene with Maverick and Iceman, and the reason behind it is because, um, and the reason behind it is because uh, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, who played Iceman in the original Top Gun film, um, Val Kilmer had a uh, throat cancer, and I didn't, and and I didn't know about this until I I I probably would say probably like. I say early on in 2022 because uh, there was like because uh, one of my brothers mentioned that uh, Val Kilmer had uh, throat cancer and and because of his voice his voice and his voice and his voice was very very different and 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 then of course this was put into the film this was actually put into the film like they actually like the writers actually wrote this into the film like. Like he, like, like he, like Maverick and, and like, like, like we don't see what, I mean, we don't know what 
like it literally we don't we don't really know what the illness was like it we don't know what the illness nut was but i but for those who know val kilmer like val kilmer had throat cancer so that that so that's basically what was written in the film and and then of course and then of course this conversation that we get between maverick and iceman is very heartwarming like like maverick like like Iceman tells Maverick about work, like he wants to know what's going on with work, and then of course, Ma- and of course, uh, Maverick tells him that he's worried about the kid. He's worried about the kid, Rooster. Like he's worried that Rooster will die, just like, just like his father Goose, and he's worried about that. He and Maverick is worried about that. Like he doesn't want to lose a route. He doesn't want to lose another another family member another family member and it's sad it's hard to and hard too like knowing that like like you're worried about the you like like he's so worried and this moment between him and an Iceman, it like i said is very hard it's 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 all it's very it's very touching too it's very it's touching and also emotional at the same time and and then of course and then of course um like and of course, Iceman doesn't speak because Iceman doesn't talk, and the only way to communicate is through uh, the computer. And Iceman types in this quote: "It's time to let go." Maverick can't let go. Like he couldn't let go of the past, knowing the fact he couldn't let go of of Goose, you know, of Goose dying. But like Iceman said, it's time to let go. And we get this mo, and we get this, we get this, we get this moment from Iceman where he stands up. He clears his throat and he says, "The Navy needs Maverick. The kid needs Maverick. That's why I fought for you." And that's that's that and that says it all. That really says it all. And a couple of a couple and a couple of facts and a couple of facts for this. Um, uh, he Iceman is wearing this scarf around his neck and. And and it's basically and the reason that because uh, Val Kilmer has like this little uh, suction cup inside his throat, because knowing the fact as I mentioned Val Kilmer had throat cancer, and and it, and it explains why the scarf was around it. And also the other fact is, um, they actually were able the, the filmmakers were actually able to um, they were actually were able to like rendered his voice. They were able to render his voice using like AI technology, using AI technology, while also using uh, some previous voiceover work from the previous from the previous film, and uh, and then maybe his son too, like maybe Val Kilmer's son as well, maybe maybe a mix of all three of those things, and it works very well. It worked very well, and it worked very well in this moment. And in my opinion, the the moments between Maverick and Iceman in this scene was actually the best scene in this movie in my personal opinion seeing these two seeing both uh maverick and iceman for not only not only for the first time in over 30 years but also the last very last because because later in the last in the last time because because these two were are very iconic like val kilmer and tom cruise literally made the first Top Gun film, and in the and and in this scene alone, they made this scene possible. Both Val Kilmer and Tom and Tom, both Val both Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise did a fantastic job with this moment for for that scene, and it, and it's very, very it's very emotional, very heartfelt, and very good. And then of course <laughs> we get this last quote from Iceman saying, "Who's the better pilot, you or me?" and it's funny too. It, the last quote's funny, and then Matt was like, "This is a nice moment. Let's not ruin it." It well, it didn't. It wasn't ruined. It it wasn't ruined, folks. It wasn't. And that's basically it. That's that's basically that's basically it. That's the only scene we get to see Iceman in. Like, like this is the only scene we get to see Iceman. And Iceman dies not long after. Not not long after, and like he he dies not not long after. So then um so then later on so then later on we also get to see a another um we get to we also we also get to see a 
football game on the be on the beach with with uh, Maverick and all of his uh, cadets. And uh, a, a fun fact about this scene: uh, the football matchup on the beach was actually the football matchup on the beach was actually reshot. Like Tom Cruise and Joseph Kaczynski had to reshot that scene. And uh, he had uh, all of his actors go back to the, have all of his actors go back to the gym just to get back in shape for that for that scene. And they were and they had to reach and they had to they had to reshot the entire scene. And that's a fun fact right there. And also, of course, this also calls back to the uh, volleyball matchup with uh, Maverick, Goose, and Iceman in the first Top Gun film. So that was a nice little callback. And then later on in the film, uh. Later on in the film, uh, Maverick and Penny hang out, and Penny invites him inside her home, and um, the two are were basically, you know, hanging hanging out. I should say, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Right? You know what I'm saying, right? And then, uh, and then, of course, uh, while Maverick and Penny were having a conversation, uh, Penny's daughter um come Penny's daughter um comes home comes home comes home and this gets uh Penny and this actually surprises Penny because Penny thought that uh her daughter was um was at her thought that her daughter was at um her friend's house but at the same but not really because uh Penny's daughter's friend was actually sick. So um uh, so basically um Maverick uh, climbs out of the climbs out of the window climbs out of the window and um Climbs out of the window. He was able. He was able to escape. Until then, um, Maverick sees uh, Penny's daughter, and Penny's daughter's and the name of Penny's daughter is Amelia, and um, Amelia literally looks at Maverick, and she she said, "Don't break my mom. Don't break my mom's heart again." And Maverick is like, "I won't. I won't. I swear, I won't." And that moment alone, when I saw it in the theater, and with that moment alone, it's <laughs> it's it's also a little it's serious too, but also funny at the same time, knowing the fact that Maverick was surprised to see that um that Amelia saw Tom that Amelia saw Maverick jumping down from the window, if you know what I'm saying. And also also to add this in, um uh when I saw this moment in theaters, um I actually laughed. Not only me, but the entire theater literally erupted. Like it was a funny moment. Like knowing the fact that um, Maverick got caught by uh, Penny's daughter, and it was, come on, you can't deny the laughter. <laughs> it was, oh my goodness. Okay, so then, uh, so then later on, but then, so then um, later on in the movie, um, so that later on in the movie, Maverick flies the lead F A A T E, accompanied by Buddy Lazing F A eighteen F flown by Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix, Trace, and Lieutenant Robert Bob Floyd. Rooster leads the second strike pair, which includes Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch and WSO Lieutenant Mickey Fanboy Garcia. The four jets launch for an aircraft carrier and Tomahawk cruise missiles destroy the nearby airbase as they approach. So this is basically going jumping into the final basically jumping into the final mission itself. Although later beforehand, uh Cyclone literally grounds Maverick, knowing the fact that this is basically taking place after the the loss of uh, Iceman. But of course, but and then of course, you know, uh, roost the whole rooster situation as well. Just to say this as as well. And then, um, but this actually this actually surprises Cyclone because because um, Maverick comes back in to to complete the training. To complete the training, to complete the training following to complete the training following a incident in which an F-A-18F is basically lost, Cyclone relaxes the mission parameters so they are easier to execute, but as but escape but the, make the escape much more difficult. But thankfully, Ma Maverick was able to come back in to help settle things through. He was able to flight through the course, which is which with his preferred parameters, proving that it can be done. Knowing that Maverick's ways can be done, Cyclone reluctantly appoints Maverick as team leader. And then this, we go into the final final mission where everybody is going on this mission to destroy this base. Now, 
The team is the teams destroy the plant, but the Sams open fire during their escape as anticipated, with the um, Maverick going down, and Rooster himself runs out of countermeasures and Maver and, and runs out of countermeasures, and then of course Maverick sacrifices his plane to protect Rooster, because as I mentioned, Maverick is trying to protect Rooster. Maverick protects Rooster for knowing the fact that that knowing the fact that Goose that that Goose died, he doesn't want the kid to die. So Maverick sacrifices himself to protect Rooster. Believing that Maverick is dead, the others are ordered back to the carrier. But Rooster returns to find that Maverick ejected and is being targeted by an Mi-24 attack helicopter. After destroying the gunship, Rooster is shot down by a Sam by a Sam and it and ejects. The two rendezvous, the, the two were able to find each other, and of course we get this famous Tom Cruise running form. Like like he runs over to, to Rooster, he finds him, and he actually pushes him, like like saying, What were you doing? What were you thinking, man? And I actually laughed at that moment too, because because I because I thought we were gonna get this moment between Rooster and Maverick. Rooster, between this moment between Rooster and Maverick, knowing that they, I thought they were gonna hug each other, and knowing the fact that like, like, what were you doing? What were you doing? Oh my goodness! I'm so glad to see you. But no, we get this moment where Maverick pushes Rooster. And he's like, "What are you doing? What were you doing?" Rooster's like, "Well, I was trying to say you. Why you were thinking? What? You told me not to think. You told me not to think, Maverick." Because uh, for those of you who don't know, like early on in the film, Maverick mentions like, "Don't think, just do. Don't think." Just do. To which Rooster wasn't wasn't even thinking. He was just doing. He was do what what Rooster was doing was to rescue Maverick. So technically Maverick was was thinking, if you know what I'm saying. So then later on, Rooster and Maverick were able to rendezvous and steal an F-14 from the damaged airbase. And Maverick and Rooster were flying this uh, finest F-14 jets. They were being intercepted by uh, by SU-57s, but but they're they're ba they're being outrun. But a third attacks as they ran out of ammunition and countermeasures. So then this leads with Hangman to rescue rescue Rooster and Maverick from the from the SU-57s. And that moment alone, this is this is actually a redemption for Hangman because in the in the majority of the film, Hangman was basically being this cocky this cocky this basically he's being he was being a cocky dude kind of like how kind of like how iceman was at the times and and also of course maverick as well but i really like how hangman just comes on flies on in and rescues both maverick and rooster so basically basically wingman he's basically the new wingman for this and we're in which that is good so then um so then Hangman heads back to base, which is basically um which is basically um which is basically the US Navy which is basically the US Navy ship. The the US Navy Navy uh Navy which is basically the carrier US Navy carrier by the way. And then of course um uh one of the wheel one of the wheels on the on the jets that Maverick and Rooster are riding is basically not functioning, and then this gets the attention of Cyclone to from Maverick Flying by, flying by over over the air control tower, which is a nice callback to the first, which is a nice callback to the first film, by the way. Hey, can't have a Top Gun film without without flying without fly by to the air control tower. Hey, you can't have a Top Gun film. You can't have a Top Gun movie without without flying by towards an towards an without flying by towards an air control tower. And that that also got me a laugh too, by the way. So then, um, so then, um, so then the plane itself was able to, um, land safely onto the air, onto the, onto the naval air, air carrier, and everybody was, was applauding and cheering, knowing the fact that Rooster and Maverick were safe, and the mission was complete. And then, and then the film ends with Rooster helping Maverick on, on his PF, on his P-51 Mustang. And Rooster looks at a photo of their mission's success, pinned pinned alongside a photo of his late father and a young Maverick, as well. And um, and this was also mentioned in the beginning. This was also shown in the beginning of the film as well, where we get where uh, 
where we see pictures of not only um, um Maverick and uh, Goose as young as young buddies, but also pictures of uh, of Bra of uh, Rooster as a little kid alongside with his mom, and then of course pictures of of uh, of Charlotte, which is Kellen Gillis's character, and then. And then, and then, uh, and then other pictures as well, including Iceman as including Iceman as well. And then, and then the scene ends with um, Maverick and uh, Maverick and Penny flying off in the P fifty one in the P fifty one Mustang with uh, with uh, with 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 Lady Gaga's uh, song "Hold My Hand" playing in the background. And that was basically it. That is the end of. That is the end of the movie, and the and also the film ends with with a dedication to Tony Scott as well. And as I mentioned, Tony Scott directed the first Top Gun film, and I really love how the filmmakers were able to dedicate um, Tony Scott in this movie. And that was basically, and that was that was it. That was Top Gun Maverick. That's that's the breakdown of Top Gun Maverick. Now, overall, the film itself is really good. I enjoyed Top Gun Maverick, and it really respects the original film so, so well. I love how it respects the original film. It calls back to the first film, while also adding in something new, while also adding in a few new elements to it, knowing the fact that, well, even though this is set 30 years after the first film, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. The performances from, from the, the, the cast, the cast did a fantastic job. Tom Cruise, like I said, he owns this role. He he is he owns the role of Maverick. Like he does a fantastic job playing this character. Even Miles Teller as uh, as as Rooster, he does a fantastic job too. And I really love and I really love his performance in that movie as well. Even Jennifer Connelly as Penny Benjamin is pretty good too as well. John Hamm, John Hamm, John Hamm does a pretty good job. Does a pretty good job playing his character of Cyclone as well. He does. He, he does a fantastic job. Other the, all the other cast members did a fantastic job as well. And of course, not to mention also who can who and of course Val Kilmer as well. Val Kilmer like like even though he had one scene in this movie like that that one scene alone literally literally the best scene. The best scene, literally the best scene between Tom Cruise and, and Val Kilmer in that moment, like seeing them again in this movie, in this movie for one scene, even though it was one scene, it, it worked. He did a fantastic job. Val Kilmer did a fantastic job, despite, you know, despite the complications with throat cancer, he still did a fantastic job with, the, with this film. And I really, really love seeing Val Kilmer back in this movie. Even Tom Cruise, they stated that he can't do this movie with Val Kilmer. Like, like he can't do Top Gun Maverick without Val Kilmer. And and I really love how and I and I like how uh, and I really liked how, how I really like what Tom Cruise was able. I really like how Tom Cruise tried to bring Val Kilmer back. Like, even though Val Kilmer had throat cancer during that time, and but. But Cruz really did his best to bring back Val Kilmer, and he really did. Him like, like the scene with with Cruz and Kilmer, like best scene in that movie, best scene in that movie, in my personal opinion, and I loved it. I also like I I really like the musical score throughout the film as well. I mean, obviously, come on, you can't go wrong with Danger the Danger Zone as well. I also like like the hold my I also like hold my hand from Lady Gaga. That was a very good song. Sure, it doesn't hold a candle to take my breath away, but it's still a good addition to Top Gun. Still a good addition to the Top Gun films. Like still a good addition to the Top Gun movie for Top Gun Maverick. And also, I forgot to mention as well, like like how even though Harold Faltermeyer is is composing Top Gun Maverick. But he was also composed alongside with no, none other than Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer also also composed part of the film as well. Like like Hans Zimmer, Harold Fordermeyer, and Lady Gaga are all credited in the opening of the film. Like like you you see the opening credits like like it credits all three all three like Harold Fordermeyer, music by Harold Fordermeyer, Hans Zimmer, and Lady Gaga. And then of course uh. Lauren Boff is also the composer of this film too, but he's being 
but he but he was credited as like the music producer. And I really liked and I really liked that. Like 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 it is a nice addition. That is very that and I find that to be awesome. Like the story itself, the story itself is very good. And as I mentioned, it respects the original while also adding in like the new, while also adding in a nice little touch of well, I guess you could say like modern day a little bit, but at the, but at the end of the day, the story works out very well. Even though I have that one little nitpick between like Rooster and Maverick, you know, and the fact that you know how like like knowing the fact that you know what you know the fact that Rooster finding out that he got dropped out of the uh, out of the academy, not and not being told about that, even though it was my only only nitpick. But other even though it was my only nitpick, but the rest of it, but the rest of the film still holds still holds up very well. Like even though it's already been a year since Top Gun Maverick came out, and it it really holds up very well, and I'm glad I got to see this movie. I'm glad it it did well. It literally subverted my it, it subverted my it it subverted my expectations because I did not I didn't expect a sequel to Top Gun. I I I had doubts about this film. Like I thought the film would not do as well. But I was a hundred percent wrong. I am glad that Top Gun Maverick did very well. So anyway, uh, what did you all think of Top Gun Maverick? Did you like the Did you like the, the film? Did you thought the original film was better than the sequel? I would like to hear your thoughts on this. I would like to hear your thoughts on this film. And um, and that's basically it. That wraps up this up. Ep- that wraps up this episode for Koto Cinema. So anyway, for those of you who are who are listening, I hope your Fourth of July. I hope your Fourth of July goes well. And thank you all for tuning into Koto Cinema. I'm your host Mark Koto, aka Koto Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.